0: happy monday and welcome to the after show of super soul conversations this is super soul sit down and we are talking some of lupita nyong'o's deepest vulnerabilities and transformation stay tuned Tune into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Ooh. Hey. What's going on? Happy Monday. Happy Monday to Happy you. Happy Monday to you. Yay. Here we are again for another episode of Super Soul Sit Down. So I hope you're sitting down. Maybe hope in you're a not too tired place. with the time change. Oh, that's right. Did How you guys are you get adjusting? your adjusting? I don't know. I think I was asleep just the whole time. Nothing. My felt car different. doesn't change
1: for me. So I had that, of course, moment um. of panic. Panic. Did you? Oh, nope. I like, <laughs> my, my phone. phone. I'm like, no, I'm not late. But my phone, I had to. My, I had to remember to change my car. Oh yeah, but we're here. We made it, and
0: so did you. So thank you, episode. So, yeah, <laughs> thank you guys so much for being here. <laughs> So, yes, thank you guys for tuning in. This is Super Soul Sit Down, and the guest was Lupita Nyong'o. You've got to imagine the gems and jewels you are about to get from this podcast, so we're going to dive right into it. I am your super happy, ever-evolving host, Jamie Alexander, here loving Mm -hmm. to talk everything spiritual. And to my left is my ever-evolving and brilliantly beautiful, Haley J. Oh, you're so sweet. Hi, guys. So, when I was first thing that Lupita
1: was the guest, I was super excited because a lot of times, which we love learning about the guests, but a lot of times I don't know them. So I was excited to
0: be like, yes, I know her. Absolutely. So this is amazing. And I love this because, and I love having you a host because you really are dedicated to your growth and evolving. Mm -hmm. And I love coming in here and you giving me updates and, you know, we just kind of share how we're growing, you know, through life. So this is kind of pointless to get, access to all this information
1: and not try and apply it to your life in some form, right? It kind of defeats the purpose of it all.
0: Yes, absolutely. So we want you guys to stick around to the end too, because we have, of course, our special segment, Own Your Soul, where we share something that we're going to take in the week um, so that we can own our souls and continue to evolve as well. So Oprah's brilliant, as usual. These conversations that she has flow so well, and she knows exactly what to ask the guest that she has on and how to really oh get gosh. in there and get what is going to benefit us from this guest. So what did you think of Lupita Nyong'o's um, podcast with Oprah as a whole? Well, my first note was this proves how great of an
1: interviewer that Oprah is because multiple times Lupita was like, hmm, got to think about that. And same like, for myself. Wow. Yeah. I had to think about that. So I think that really just goes to prove why Oprah is who she is. So that was really cool to see her and that and that, you know, Oprah chair that she holds so well. And it was just a really incredible story of seeing someone that grew up not feeling confident, wanting to change almost everything about herself. And now look at her. She is, you know, she's one of the top actresses. She's one of the most powerful women in black and black women in film. She's the first African to win an Oscar for 12 Years a Slave. Like those are not small feats here. She's doing amazing things. And it's kind of unbelievable seeing to where she started and looking at her now, I would have never thought that's the background she came from.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you who don't know who Lupita Nyong'o is, I don't know how that's possible. But, yeah, she is an award-winning Kenyan-Mexican actor. So I'm not sure if so a lot of you knew beautiful. she grew up in Mexico. But she shot to fame after her education at Yale and then was cast in, yes, 12 Years a Slave. Um She was also honored with an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress, making her the sixth black actress to receive the award. Likewise, she's the first African actress to win the award, like you were saying, and the first Kenyan actress. Uh, to win an Oscar, as well as the first Mexican to win the award. So, you know. Did
1: you get all that? Yeah, d- <laughs> did
0: you get all that? So, in my little Spanish, estoy muy orgulloso de ella. We are so proud of her, because she good. is I just killing can't it. can't offer anything. Yes, I'm studying my Spanish up <laughs> in here, go. so I love that. I would love to move to Mexico to real. learn I the language to her travel. parents.
1: I want to travel and meet people and do everything. Yeah. The- meet people like Lapita and... I really connected with her saying that life is happening so fast when Oprah says, you know, do you you feel like you've done all these things? It's really setting in. And it is true. I think a lot of times life moves so fast that it takes us a second to sit back and say, whoa, where even am I? And you're happy and you're grateful, but sometimes it doesn't even feel like it's your story anymore because you're just there, but it's all happening to you and you want to be present, but you want to be excited and you don't want it to slow down. So it's an interesting kind of balance you have to figure out, but I like that she said you need to make room for abundance.
0: Yeah, that that one hit me. That definitely sprung me into action in some areas this week where I was like, you know what? I am going to make room for abundance because sometimes we don't do that. Um, I did go to acting school for a few years and I did theater for a year. Um, And they don't. Well, actually, one of my teachers was really good at it, but I love how she was speaking about how they don't really teach you how to win. They teach you to take all the hard hits and that does create a mindset in itself. But to teach you how to win, um, she said a lot of people can't handle the whiplash when you're going so fast, like you're like, and then, your neck snap back and you're like, oh my God, like you said, all this stuff is happening. So I love that she offered wisdom on how to make room for abundance. It's something that we don't think about. But what did you think about that statement about making room for abundance? What did that mean to you?
1: The whole concept is very interesting because we are prepped that this industry is tough. You're going to get more no's than yes. And although I agree that to be true on the flip side, you need to learn how to handle success. It's almost like, be careful what you wish for mentality. So it almost takes a specific mindset, kind of training in a way to make room for the good things. And I think sometimes we're so prepped to get the door closed in our face. Yeah, out. absolutely. I think that's how imposter syndrome develops a little bit. That when yeah. you do get the things you want. You almost question, well, is this supposed to be happening? Should I accept right. it? So yeah, I think it's a really strong message of, when the good things happen don't question it that it's like it's too good to be true <sighs> maybe not maybe you worked really hard and maybe you deserve it and maybe you should enjoy that was it, a you know? word
0: i was beyond inspired cuz you know the it's she's just on point um preparing to hear the yes so Some of the ways I think that we can do that, because I don't think she got specific, but I think we can do it in little ways every day just by receiving. She received a lot. Things went so fast for her. She talked about 12... from Basically, she did one film. I think it was smaller. And then after that, she did 12 Years a Slave. And literally, it's been nonstop since. So much so that her friends are, like, nervous to ask her to even hang out, which is... I love that she said, I still want to be asked to hang out even (laughs) if I can't. Because that...
1: You see her as big and successful, but even she feels left out if if she doesn't get invited. And that is hard because I've even... I can relate to... I feel like I'm, you know, constantly saying no to people if they want to go out on a Wednesday. And I'm a grandma, so I never do. But (laughs) I'm, like, at the same time, think that I would miss it if the invitation stopped completely. It's that that balance you, you have to find. But... I feel like the way, and she didn't really elaborate, but what I picked up on her saying how her mom always told her that, your job isn't to act, it's to change the narrative. Yeah. I think because she does give back in so many ways where she's she's writing books, she's trying to do more than just be this Hollywood actress. She has a message. She's looking for her purpose, just like the rest of us. I feel like because she's honed in on that and she can actually do that is the reason she's opening to receiving. She's not just collecting awards and moving on. Do you know what I'm saying? She's finding that balance, equally giving back in the ways that she's receiving.
0: Yeah, there's some grace behind that grit. She's got something Something going on. Yeah, you know, for us, it's definitely what pushes you forward uh, energetically, because I'm sure, like you said, she's not just out here collecting wins, although that's part of it. Um, It is the purpose that powers this thing, too. And That's the difference, I think. I think that's that's what makes someone last in this industry versus...
1: You got your 15 minutes and on to the next.
0: Yeah, and you could tell that because of how chill she talks about herself being. That she's like, okay, I, it, it was totally reflective of me and some people that I could think about. It's like, you like to dress up, but it's like, I need a team. If it's just going to be me, I'm going to be in sweats and a t-shirt. And I love that she has that vibe about herself. She's like, I got the free stuff I've had yeah. for years. I'm not and out here shopping. She's not going to
1: post a <laughs> selfie with makeup on and say, no makeup and pretend that this is how we wake up type thing. She's very honest. <laughs> honest and we like that. We like authenticity. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And another thing that I picked up on that was powerful that her mother or her family said, uh, or her mother said to her was make home everywhere. Now, when you grow up with image issues and we can definitely definitely delve into how she felt about herself at a young age, being able to make home anywhere is such a valuable resource because it gives you a level of permission to be in the room, even if you don't feel like you deserve to be there, if that makes sense. Well, back to her statement
1: saying, I know the industry wasn't made for me, but I'm not going to apologize for being here.
0: See? That's And powerful. that is because I really feel like that make home anywhere. Like, you're allowed to be here. If you're here, this is your home. This no is an environment. That's good. Yeah, I love how we connected yeah, that.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Well, it is true. I've always said people make a place, so... For me, if I was in the most beautiful place in the world, of course, I'd be appreciative. But I don't think I would take it in the same way as if you were with me or I was creating that experience. And it doesn't have to be romantic like anyone that I care Absolutely. for just to share that with me, I think, is really powerful. So it, it does come with, I think, figuring out who you are in order to make any place a comfort space and being able to have confidence and speak up. And there's no place like home, but if you can create your own space then maybe any place could be your home
0: yeah i mean i absolutely agree with that being a military brat kind of had no choice but to do that yeah so for you know i uh she was born in mexico city and from going there and i think they went to kenya and all these places it was just at a young age it was very um that i'm sure that helped her out a lot in being able to make that real and not just something that she heard I do want to talk a little bit about
1: colorism, and we've heard Oprah discuss this before, about how when she was a young girl, she wished that her skin was lighter, and we hear Lupita saying the same thing, that she grew up not feeling beautiful, but in in that pain, she found such a sense of strength, because it allowed her to create more than an appearance for herself, and she said she could develop other parts of herself and other parts of strength because she didn't see herself as just beautiful it wasn't a cover she could hide from and ultimately it's it's actually very sad to think that such beautiful women whether we see them or not I think every woman deserves to feel beautiful and confident so it is very sad that so many young girls grow up and they're not feeling good about themselves but how do you feel about her saying that she wished for lighter skin and that she compared herself to her sister who had lighter skin and She didn't feel like she met the standard of beauty. What was that like to hear her say that?
0: Oh, dear God. It brought tears to my eyes. I mean, obviously, being a black woman in America, I can relate. Have you ever wished for lighter skin? You know. You don't mind me
1: asking. Yeah, I had periods
0: of time. So I have to say I didn't grow up like that. But I think that's a, a little bit more because I was a military brat so everybody was a mixed bag of nuts. Yeah. But I do feel like I started to realize towards middle school and high school, like, that's what the guys like. And then the, we always mm-hmm. talk about it, but the first guy I dated was very emotionally abusive in that area. So it was about being light, mixed, your hair looking like this. Like, to look at, Lu- you would net girl, you would never think anybody would be looking at Lupita. And it's sad to think and sad to say, but it's such a real Thing. So what you've got people like uh, uh, Lupita and Oprah having these experiences where the color of your skin gives you such... It, it makes you want to be small because you don't want to be seen because you're almost not allowed to be full in what you were made like. It's a, vi- it's a mind trip. It's right. really insane and, and it just breaks my heart. It also
1: goes to show why it's so important that they get this representation in film because if you feel like you're being hidden... I I can see how that would make a child or anyone really feel like I'm not supposed to be represented because one of the biggest platforms that puts people on TV and these are the stars... If they're not represented, they must not be what the world well, is Well, it's a subtlety.
0: For. It's what we're selling. Mm-hmm. Media, entertainment, TV, everything we're seeing, they're selling something. So if you're selling that image of beauty along with the standard of sex and the body image and all these other things, that's what you're selling like. It gets subconsciously into the minds of people and then they start to treat you that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, certain men don't want to date you because you're not light enough. Certain people don't want to hire you because your hair is too coarse or too big or too... So it seeps into the subconscious thread of our society and it becomes so much more than just light or black. It's like, damn, I I'm not good enough. I, I can't be here, you know. Right. So that's why her saying she's in the rooms but not apologizing for it is extremely powerful. It almost makes me yeah. wonder
1: now the science behind attraction. Oh, is yeah. attraction something that we have innately or is it something we've been taught? I think part of it can be puppeted, you know? I definitely think a lot of it must be our subconscious and what we've been told is attractive and how we form our own version of what we find attractive based on all the information we're given.
0: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, so something she said that stood out to me as well is it it shouldn't be confusing to find beauty in women who look like her, me, you. This goes for everybody, but just in this particular topic, um, speaking of a black woman, but she said she's publicly reclaiming her right to be considered beautiful. And that was like... Mm. Psh, that was like... I mean, that just hits you like... To publicly reclaim that right to be considered beautiful, that's a loaded statement. I had to say it to myself three times, like, wow, the choice of words, um, the power it holds, and the weight of sadness it kind of holds to even have to fight fight for the consideration. And And clearly, you can look at her. The girl's gorgeous. Absolutely.
1: It's always this way, though, right? It's always (laughs) the people that should be the most confident that have these inner demons. They're fighting but it's also very inspiring, To She's stunning. Oh, like, it's so flawless. crazy we're even talking about mm-hmm. this. But I can absolutely see if you grew up in a world where you're told this is what beautiful is, of course, you're going to believe it. And it's not you. It. It's exactly. not you, girl. And as cheesy as it is, <laughs> you know, I love my quotes when they say beauty is an eye of the beholder. It's, it's, who is anyone else to tell you if you're technically beautiful or not? And yeah. it's that weird thing where they say don't tell little girls they're beautiful anymore. And I think that... It's okay to still compliment someone on their beauty, but just <laughs> let them know that's not all there is to be, I think. For yeah. me personally, I would, you know, tell my daughter she looks beautiful, but if, well, the one I don't have, but, if I had <laughs> one. Yet. but I would also say you're smart, you're bold, you're all these things to create more of a balance in a whole person rather than just, you're so cute and that's enough, kid. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want them ever thinking that. So I do think it's changing that, that talk and the the way we express those things.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad she found beauty in it. Not only beauty in overcoming and the transformation, but the stories that she can share with others who aren't feeling beautiful. Um, And I don't don't think it was actually this podcast, but I remember she spoke of Alec Weck. Do you know Alec Weck, the supermodel? She's like, all her skin is just like, super black she's beautiful um she's tall oprah had a podcast about her and when oprah called her beautiful that changed lupita nyong'o's view of herself like wait a minute oprah Mm -hmm. said that alec weck is beautiful she looks like me like to a t she's like and so it opened up her world there and um i think she found value not only in because there's a she put there's a part of you who will always relate to being unattractive. It's a duality we all have it, which I think is actually healthy. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. Like on the other side of thing, I think it, it there is a little bit of healthy fungus to that or whatever yeah. you well, want I say think to say to it. you, you know, never
1: kind of have an ugly duckling stage. Or, if you're always people kind of bow down and treat you differently because you're so beautiful, messes with you. Yeah, and that's it's why you see young celebrities kind of grow up to be assholes sometimes. Yeah, because <laughs> this is what they've been. Expecting for so long now that I can see how people get morphed and trapped in that mentality. But I do want to talk about the picture on the screen. Her book Sulwe. Am I saying that right? Uh, Sulwe. Sulwe.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a great. <laughs> I tried. You, you did it, girl. That's...
1: <laughs> it's her children's book, and we obviously discussed how she felt as a child, and the fact that she's taking her platform to this Ooh. level is why I have so much respect for her because she vowed to not ever want another child to feel the way she felt. She wants them to know that you need to accept your dark skin as beautiful. You can accept yourself exactly the way you are. And she wanted this to be for children. And she has a prayer that speaks better than I could about what she's hoping a child reading this will hear and feel. And we definitely want to share it with you guys.
0: And um, it's really changing the ways African-Americans are viewed in film now. And Which is crazy to even say. I hate sometimes even saying stuff like that because the fact that we have to differentiate is so crazy to me. But this (laughs) prayer is is really good one. Play it for you guys and see what you think. It'll break your heart. Get your tissues out. (laughs) And enjoyable for a child, so that they could love it when they were younger and understand it later. Yes, you know? and that's and the where the. What I love so much is the prayer inside. Would you read for, for the prayer that, you, which was the prayer you would say to yourself every night, or a form of it? Yes. Yeah. Dear Lord, why do I look m- like midnight when my mother looks like dawn? Please make me as fair as the parents I'm from. I want to be beautiful, not just to pretend. Mm. I want to have daylight. I want to have friends. If you hear me, my Lord, and would like to comply, may I wake up as bright as the sun in the sky. Amen. Mm.
1: That broke my heart to see her. I got chills again just now, hearing the pain behind that. And I, I really think the fact that she... She's in this new place now where really she could turn her back on those old feelings and ignore them, but the fact that she said, no, this is very real, and this is where I'm coming from, and I'm
0: going to write this book so other kids don't feel this way is incredible. Yeah, and I love that she's outspoken about it, and yeah, it's all about reaching back. Because if you feel like it, I always remember there was a quote or there's something I heard like if you have a question and you're in a room or class and you're afraid to ask, like twenty other people have that question too. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I push myself to do that now. Yeah. I've had moments
1: where I don't want to ask a question publicly. Mm-hmm. Not because I feel stupid, but just sometimes I don't even feel like wanting the attention Being on, on, on blast. me in that moment. Mm-hmm. And now I'm if I I will push myself If I'm nervous to do it, I shoot my hand up that second. And Mm -hmm. and once it's up, I'm not putting it down. And I think those little things that we do along the way to conquer fears are even like getting my ear pierced when I'm scared of needles. Little baby steps really create this foundation of a much more stronger person. And I I think starting children off so young where they accept themselves is definitely going to change more representation in film because if these children are confident they're gonna go to auditions they're gonna yeah. be bold and they're gonna do the things they want to do which i would like to believe would change what we're seeing in a few years
0: yeah that would be amazing i mean i think we're headed there um because black panther absolutely dominated oh and it was so good, good. we were so hype because oh, you gotta think really being black one. if 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 there's an all black cast it's a black movie my mom laughs and makes fun of me because i love black movies like but they're not the kind of movies that are usually see, I hope being I don't get, in the theaters. I like, hope
1: I don't get any judgment or this doesn't come off ignorant. But I I think this is a good thing that I don't even see Black Panther as a black movie. I'm just seeing characters. I don't know. No, like, I don't of cor- no that's good. As, that's how you should see a black see it. film.
0: Yeah. No, it's just, um, but it is a big thing, of course, for the black community. Because when you're not seeing it anywhere, and then you see it, and then you watch yeah. and other it, people and get hype about that it. You're, that you're like, what? "Did so well
1: overseas?" Because mm-hmm. that was a big argument that black films do not get as much money overseas. But it's weird just, to me. They, I don't understand that at all. Actually, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I really feel like the world. That.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. So I mean, I love to see it, and I love to, because you think about it, it started with Oprah. And whoever inspired Oprah, but you know what I mean. It started with Oprah and her acceptance and her overcoming. Then her platform and her sharing something that Lupita caught. It's a domino that took effect. it's a domino effect that took her, and now she's learning. Now someone's gonna read Sulwe, and then feel you know. So yeah. it's like we owe it to each other to give in that way. So it, to me, it, it's what makes the pain worth it. Is Not it silly. right? No, but and I think, I that think makes that's another it. good message just in life too.
1: And, you know, it's not always easy. We were just talking about how we're not always in the best moods. But (laughs) I think to treat people with kindness as much as you can and really – Sometimes we don't know how much influence we have on a person, so maybe just being nice to someone, giving them a time of day, could really change the way they think about themselves. What if they're like, Jamie, you're everything I've ever wanted in a person, and you're (laughs) nice to them. They think, oh, she sees me. I'm worth something. Do you know what I mean? Even the smallest things I think can really change someone's day. So It's true. I do think that's a very important thing to try and give back and spread kindness. Not to be so cheeseball, but I do think at the end of the day, being kind can go a really long way in just making the world better overall. Mm -hmm. And she's been through so much. I actually didn't realize this. I must have missed this in the Me Too movement of the wave of so many women, unfortunately, and even say that. But she was a victim of Harvey Weinstein. And what was very kind of scary for me, too, about her story Mm. is she said that the children were in the room, or not in the room, but the children were there when she was with Harvey. And to her, she didn't think anything was wrong with that. I've had that exact same experience. Thankfully, everything was fine, but I remember you know, I was meeting up with someone to potentially nanny for them, and I did meet in a public place, but he asked, do you want to come back and see the house? And the kids were there, so in my mind, I thought it was okay because the kids were there. And saying it back, I actually feel like that wasn't the best decision. Like the worst after-school special? (laughs) Well, you just think, oh, he wouldn't do anything in front of his kids, but he actually very easily... Could have put him in a room and done whatever he wanted. When I think about it, so that was a really kind of scary, unrelatable moment where you, you just it's sometimes when the whole victim, it's like you put yourself in that situation. It's that really irritates me because yeah, obviously that's a whole other topic in itself of no one would ever deserve to be treated that way. But just to see how easy it is yeah to get in those situations.
0: Yeah, and I love that she admitted it, and I love that it didn't break her because that is a tough thing you've already got some of these issues going it's on. Yeah, it's horrifying. She worked where she worked very hard to get to where she needed to be, but then at the same time you get that fear like oh my god, could it all be taken away like this because I'm not satisfying this person. Like there's just a lot that goes through your mind, especially in this industry. If you
1: how many people, you know, at, before everything came out about him would have killed for that opportunity to be in a room with someone who has so much power, especially with her background of fighting for her color and acceptance and now she's in a room with a guy that can change the her life absolutely mm-hmm. that's i'm so happy that she came out the other side obviously and that this guy's going down as he should but yeah i i was really
0: shocked to hear that because i
1: didn't even know that she had experienced that too
0: that's a lot of vulnerabilities and a lot of overcoming um i like what she said about um committing to the present moment Which kind of speaks to her work because, what is it? Oprah was asking her about, um, I think the the name of the character is Patsy. Patsy? For 12 Years a Slave, I forgot her character's name. But she was kind of asking her how she let go of that character. Which is also another layer of psychology in this whole thing of I like how do you function and that. go forward when you literally like played a slave being raped be, by a white man and beat uh-huh. on and shushed and and to have that so close to home that's such a personal it's just, thing it's wild she's brilliant
1: i just i think it takes a lot of mental strength even i thought about doing psychology years ago and i so felt good. like could i Let go of the experiences I was taking in at work and obviously I didn't choose that path, but I can see how extremely difficult that would be if you to be an amazing actor. I think it takes everything inside of you to literally believe you are that person when the camera turns on. So to separate, it's that's extremely hard to just take off the mask and suddenly you're back like I would I think I would struggle (laughs) with who am I? Yeah. Who actually am I? Because I'm all these people. (laughs) So I think that just takes an extreme amount of strength. And then what I really loved about everything with Harvey is she said the shame and guilt was not hers to hold. Mm, And I just thought about how much do we hold on to things that aren't ours
0: to hold on to? Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's something we definitely need to hear uh, repeatedly. Sometimes daily. <laughs> do you think you could do her ten day silent retreat? I I actually signed up to go to that. Um, you did. Yeah, and I got accepted, but something happened with the job I was working. Blah blah. I couldn't go. Oh, but I would love to. Into it. Yeah, it's called. It starts with an A. As uh, something. It goes on at the end. Like now would be the time to apply. So it goes on in Joshua Tree. It goes on at the end of the year, from like December fifth to fifteenth. I was very excited to do it. And yeah, I think I could do it. Would it be a challenge? Yes. But I would be extreme because what she, when she spoke about being able to hear her inner voice more loud than ever because she couldn't use her mouth, Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine the layers and level of healing that was able to come from that because I don't think we realize how much of a tape is consistently running and really what's being said. A lot of people, it's a life changer. The
1: silence. A lot, a lot of people cannot. Some people can't be do it in silence because yeah. it is so true. You're forced to hear you're what's silent. happening in your mind, but it's, <laughs> I think that's one of the hardest, weird life lessons as we get older. Where as kids, it's not ever something I thought. Get comfortable with silence. You just don't think about those things until you realize how much media and noise you're always taking in. And I love having the TV on, but there are moments where no, I need to just sit in my car for a second. I don't need any music. I don't need anything any distractions i just need to ask myself what's going on and kind of put things aside for a second so
0: yeah um
1: but i will admit i think at this point in life i would struggle a lot with the 10 days because i'm i'm getting to a point where i can you know meditate turn off the lights and And focus, but about ten minutes, and I'm getting antsy. So God, I crave it. Ten hours a day, and then saying realizing the enemy of my own self talk. But can you
0: imagine the awakening to that would literally create a shift in your whole entire life? Because you know we do our work and we talk about negative self talk and things like this on the show all the time, and it's cool to recognize. But I don't know if recognizing it in moments sometimes is enough. I might need ten days Mm -hmm. of the whole hardcore. fully fixed
1: I think that we can go back to
0: that place so that's why it really is this
1: (laughs) journey of continuously working on yourself but guess that's what makes life
0: fun, right? That's what makes life fun. (laughs) It'd be boring if we didn't
1: have all of our issues.
0: (laughs) Yes, we could go on forever on these topics, but I'm really excited to dive into um, a segment that Haley hosts here with the um, Super Soul Sit Down question that goes out on Sundays. Um, So we have this beautiful question. Um, It's not so much news and gossip, but we definitely want to dive into this Super Soul poll. Yeah, so I... I typically make up my own question, but what I really liked
1: about hers is, is that um, she put a really positive statement out there, and I just wanted to know if people really agreed with this, and it was that joy is not the absence of pain, but happiness in spite of it. We have 82% that says yes, and 18% says no.
0: I I'm said banking. yes. What did you say?
1: I believe yes, and then I started second-guessing myself because I think it's, Situational. I think there's some moments where my mind is fully present and I feel joy complete, and I'm not hiding any pain underneath it. But maybe overall, as a whole person, as just an entity, I think, yeah, there's always going to be existing pain, but I would choose to be happy regardless of the pain that I think it's a form of accepting that. There are things that are going to happen, but you you can't give it more
0: power than it has. Yeah, I definitely think that statement gives people permission because when we talk about joy and happiness, I think we do get very surface level with our vocabulary and verbiage, and take it so liber- literally that you almost feel guilt and shame for not being "quote unquote" happy. Like, no, I'm happy. Like. Mm-hmm. I just completely agree because it gives so many people permission to be like, yeah, like, I'm joyful, I'm grateful, I shouldn't even have to give the disclaimer, but today is a bad day, or this is a bad season, or I'm having a hard time, or I'm sad right now. Like, those are just the human realities, but being able to say joy is, um, you know, in the, what is it, joy is not the absence of pain, so it doesn't mean everything's perfect, you can be joyful without things being perfect and I think that just creates space for people to be like well yeah I am joyful but this is hard and that's that like yeah you know in spite of it all we can be happy right so why don't we just uh talk a little bit about owning your soul we'll dive into your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now so this is the segment where we think about something that we're going to take into the week to own our soul and continue to move, evolve, and grow with some of the stuff that we learned here from Lapita. So did you have something specifically that you learned that you're going to take the mindset into the week? I really liked her statement where she said, put into the world
1: what without you may never exist And I'll say, I know a lot of my thoughts are thoughts that have already existed, whether I were to say them or not, but it did give me confidence to own your confidence as a person, own your thoughts. And even though we're going to make a lot of mistakes and everything I choose to put out in the world is not going to be correct. And I'm going to have to learn along the way. It gave me confidence to just put out there what I'm feeling and talk to people and I think that really pushed me to put more writing out in the world. So that's what I'm going to do to own my soul. I'm going to write more and I'm going to actually put it on a blog for people to read and maybe start conversations through that platform and tap into something even more than hosting and see what happens with that.
0: Yeah, that's so great. I love it. Congratulations. What about you? Um, I think that the make room for abundance is a big thing for me personally. So I'm, I'm just going to be looking for ways to do that. Throughout the week, with it being more on the front of my mind and in my thoughts, because I don't think I do it enough, and I do think at times. I, we get in a space where you're just hustling, grinding, working. You think you're not enough or you're not hustling hard enough or you're not doing. I want to kind of slow down on Mm -hmm. what's not happening and make room for what could intentionally. And I think it goes back to gratitude
1: too. Just checking in with, okay, what is going right? And I I know we didn't have like a specific article to share. But as far as just news and gossip for you guys, I definitely wanted to point out that Lapita is... Um, She's Lane Combs ambassador and she's named one of the people's most beautiful. So she chose to claim herself as beautiful. And when she stood up and believed it, so did the world. So I think that type of confidence and message is truly, you know, you feel someone's confidence. You find people more attractive that are confident. So if we can find that within ourselves. People will respond, but it shouldn't even be about people. It should be something right. that we find within ourselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is. I think that's perfect. I mean, especially for kids, if you can grow up that way with that confidence, it's just a game changer. It will help fuel your life. So maybe it, I read something earlier today. Let's raise children that don't have to heal from their childhood. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's like, what a thought. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do the best we can. But, you know, it's still I like some of those that things. alone <laughs> with ooh. spin my paper with what you said.
1: Let's just do the best we can. Yeah. so let's, let's do that let's try that let's do
0: that so with that being said go into your week doing the best you can make room for abundance and um, yeah let's go forward in all that we were given your individuality is important it's what makes you different you'll you've never been here before you'll never be here again so let's go have a for a holiday joy guys Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of super soul this sit this down so we're so alive. happy to have you here um, see you same time same place next week. Um, And always comment below because we love to read your comments. I'm your host, Jamie Alexander, and you can find me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander. You can find
1: me Instagram and Twitter at HeyJHAYJ underscore. We'll see you next Monday.
0: Bye. On behalf of our DHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture.